On today's episode of Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures, we talk about a nostalgic song, talking about nostalgic songs. We highlight an artist who has been unfairly ignored in our view, who deserves much more credit for what he's brought to rock and roll. Not just rock and roll, but also for his impenetrable hairstyle. There isn't a greater hairstyle than what Eric Carmen brings to make me lose control. So get ready to cruise so close the way we did long ago. So a bit of a confession here. I am not always the most patient man when it comes to driving. I sometimes let my emotions get the best of me, and I lose control. The song we're doing today is losing control in a good way. We're talking about Eric Carmen's Make Me Lose Control. That was an incredible opener. I thought so. That was fairly good. When we listened to this before we hit record. Yeah, when we when we basically pump ourselves up for the episode. Yeah, you started yelling, I like every part of this song, and then you knew how tough this was going to be Yeah, because it is so good. Every part of this song is my favorite part of the song, I think. Shockingly, yesterday, we talked to a good friend of the podcast. Yeah. And he said he didn't like the song. Yeah, he. I don't remember his exact reaction, but... It was along the lines of, that song is terrible. And he's like, ugh. But, I mean, Mike, uh, you like terrible music too. So, <laughs> But that's what the podcast is, is all about. This is trying to let everyone see what we see in this song. Yeah. And this is a bona fide great song by a bona fide amazing artist. Eric Carmen has done so much and you don't always realize it. I think you and I were both shocked to find out, I feel bad saying it because I know friends of ours probably already knew this, but one, I didn't know who the raspberries were, Okay, but yeah. then I hit play on the raspberries. I'm like, oh, wait a second. I know this song. I've heard this song all the time. I'm like, wait a sec. That's Eric Carmen. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. That was him. Yeah. I, I just realized that recently as well. That's a crazy... Happenstance? Yeah. He was in this band for about four or five years, Mm -hmm. and he wrote most of their top 10 hits. Yeah. And they are crazy good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And his voice does so much. He can rock out. He can go super smooth. Yeah. Emotive. Like, he's the whole package. He is. All by myself. Like, and I'm not just speaking every night at my place, but like the song. That's Eric Carmen. 
Yeah, and I knew he had written it, but I didn't realize. I don't know why I didn't realize his version was as powerful as it was. He had a whole bunch of other songs. There was one called I'll Never Fall in Love Again that came yes. out a few years later. And I remember hearing it like, oh, wow. So this guy's kind of like a balladeer. And then when Hungry Eyes came out, that was completely different from all the other things before then. Yeah. And that was at a time when he, I don't even think he had a record contract anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And same thing for, well, this leads up to this song. So he's done Hungry Eyes and suddenly the record companies are interested again. And then Make Me Lose Control comes out. Yeah. And Make Me Lose Control is his last sort of big hit. Yeah. But what a way to go out. Oh my goodness. Like if, if you're going to have one last one last kick at things, like Make Me Lose Control, yeah, I'm going to lose control. And... Just sort of looking at his body of work, I'm just shocked that he hasn't been talked about more in the last 30 years. Yeah, like you have all these acts that do their legacy tours and everything like that. You really don't hear about the Eric Carmen legacy tour or or doing the doing the big circuits and, you know, keeping himself out there and and quote unquote relevant. I, I know we are talking about Krista Berg coming to St. Catharines relatively soon but like he's still out there touring yep but no eric carmen's been pretty quiet since 2016 from what i gather and he's he's still doing fine from what i hear but i I think he makes about 600 to 800 thousand dollars a year on his royalties yeah so i mean he's doing okay yeah because celine dion covered all by myself that's right yeah yeah yeah. he's doing he's he's doing doing just fine yeah yeah (laughs) but after hearing the raspberries and then re-listening to All By Myself, and then re-listening to this, it made me think about other bands that have had that legacy. I don't want to compare, but he could kind of do the Bruce Springsteen thing with the Raspberries, but he has a much sweeter voice. And I think maybe his voice was too good, and he maybe went in too many different directions for people's tastes. And that makes those people uh, jerks. Sorry, Pastor Mike, not to direct it at Mike. Yeah. No. But, Mike, you're wrong. All right, so, uh, well, by the time Make Me Lose Control comes out, it's maybe a couple months to a year after Hungry Eyes. Yeah, and Hungry Eyes was big on the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Right, and I think it reached number two in the Billboard Top 100. I think so, too, yeah. I can't remember. I, I don't have that Wikipedia page open. Well, Make Me Lose Control gets up to number three. Yeah. However, it was the top-selling single in the States at one point. So in other charts, it was number one. Oh, okay. Adult Contemporary is number one for three weeks, but it actually was the top selling. And in some ways, it kind of rivaled Hungry Eyes at the time, but over time, Hungry Eyes is, of course, the one that gets more plays. On YouTube, it had 87 million hits. Oh, okay. And this one only had 10 million. Yeah, which is a little bit of a disservice to the song. Especially because this is Eric Carmen's 
greatest video. Oh, it's fantastic. And we'll talk about that a yeah. bit later too, I'm sure. Okay, so Make Me Lose Control. Frank, who did he write this with? According to Wikipedia, he wrote it with our good friend Dean Pitchford, who wrote all the songs for the Footloose soundtrack and wrote the movie Footloose. That's right. And Eric Carmen wrote Almost Paradise with him yeah. for the Footloose soundtrack. Yeah, for Mike Reno and Ann Wilson. Correct. So this was sort of the first time I think they worked together and he'd always wanted to because he said he's such an amazing songwriter. Yeah. Because he is. Yes. And Make Me Lose Control. I don't know if it came out of the sessions or later. I, from what I understand, it, it came later. Mm-hmm. But let's also make sure that we reference that Almost Paradise is such a fantastic duet. It's going to make it onto our list. Oh, absolutely it is. I think at some point we're going to do all the songs from the Footloose soundtrack. Quite true. Yeah. Quite, yeah. <laughs> Now, when they wrote this song, from what I gathered, I kind of dug deep into a couple interviews with Eric Carmen. Yeah. And it sounds like there was the Santa Ana winds going on in California. I had to look it up, but I guess they're crazy winds. Okay. And so they had to close all the windows, but the temperature was like 104 degrees or something. Oh, okay. Basically, the temperature of my wedding day. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was, that was hot. Yeah. And everyone sat in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) So they wrote this at Dean Pitchford's house in LA or in California, wherever it was. And it was super, super hot, which explains some of the lyrics of this song when we get to it. Yeah. Yeah. They're just talking about the hot summer heat and flames. So... According to, to song facts, and I, I know what everyone's thinking, I'm, I'm branching out, I'm looking at a couple of different websites these days. Song facts says that Eric Carmen and Dean Pitchford were, were writing the song, and the song was originally called Long Live Rock and Roll. Oh, okay. And it was, it's a tribute song to old-timey rock and roll songs. And you can hear it in, in the lyrics of this song. They reference uh, a couple of different songs throughout it. Uh, Stand By Me, Uptown, Be My Baby, Back In My Arms Again. Like all these all these big uh, sort of, well, a lot of Motown stuff, actually. Yeah. And it just wasn't, so yeah, the, the song just wasn't really working out. It wasn't coming together the way that they wanted to. It, it was a, you know, a nostalgia piece. And you can hear that in the in the music of the song. It has a lot of sort of throwbacks to the fifties and and whatnot, and even some of the lyrics, which uh, we'll we'll talk about. And Dean and and Eric are trying to figure out the lyrics for this song. They're trying to make it work. And he says like they beat their brains out for a couple of days. And then Eric Carmen says, "How about make me lose control?" And Dean said, "Okay, let's give it a shot." And then with that as sort of the hook on on the lyrics and, and the name of the song. That's how they were able to, to write the song and put the lyrics together. But they still had that nostalgia feel and throwback and reference to all the, the songs from the 50s as well. That makes sense because the Make Me Lose Control part always seemed kind of confusing to me. Yeah. Because, I don't know, it just seems like a weird way to discuss, like, getting fresh with a girl. <laughs> to go 1950s. Well, with just, your best girl, right? Yeah, because it doesn't seem like the best move. Make me lose control feels either like it just sounds kind of dangerous or ridiculous. Yeah, and it's, and I don't know if it, if it was meant to be, and we'll, we can, when we jump into the lyrics, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more. But I don't think it's it's about, like, losing control 
emotionally in that sense where they're just like they can't like they're they're lashing out in any way shape or form but it's like losing control of like their their feelings and just like letting yeah just letting everything happen right like not in a bad way but just sort of like i'm out of control i love this girl like she's i'm over the edge i'm over the moon i'm over everything with her it does feel like a common theme in the eric carmen songs we got hungry eyes right yeah this sort of lusty sort of thing and his very first hit Go all the way. Yeah. Which sounds a lot like what Make Me Lose Control is about. Yeah. 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 This is one of those songs from the 80s that is hearkening back to the 50s. Clearly it is, and it means to. But there's a couple songs that I remember really well from the 80s that looked back on the 50s. And I, know, I think we talked about this before, but the idea that 30 years before yeah. was when the best music was out, or 20 years, because I mean, Stand By Me is late 60s, and actually a lot of the songs they're quoting are late 60s. Late 60s. So I, I, think, I think they're from the, the 60s more so right. than, than the 50s. You so know what? I'm going to retract on, on my comment about the nostalgia for the, for the 50s, but... No, but you know what? It's fair to say because we're so focused on the Beatles or like the hippie movement that yeah. sometimes Motown is this thing that we can't place in time. And I think sometimes we just push it to the 50s. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and think about a lot of the stuff in this, like Elvis was big in the 60s as well. When people say the 60s, they think the psychedelic hippie movement, but that was realistically, that was the end of the 60s and more in the 70s than anything. Yeah, it might have only lasted about nine months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a moment. But I don't know. I mean, I don't even care because this stuff is so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love Motown. I'm not going to lie. Some of my earliest CDs were all old Motown stuff. Right. And so whether it's the 50s or the 60s, there's this throwback to the old era. And I think there's always nostalgia. And so there's always acts who will just kind of dive back but even in trying to dive back they just can't really do it yeah so this sounds like an 80s song doing 50s things so even yeah. when they're doing acapella stuff you can almost hear the voices sounding like they're running through a synthesizer or the mics are doing something with it they just can't leave it alone yeah they can't bring in the old technology so i don't think it's a it's not a criticism but it always kind of is funny to me you can tell when it's from it's a 50s song sung in the 80s, and you yeah. can tell that. Yeah. And it's the same way Billy Joel's doo-wop sort of fades totally. Uptown Girl. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say when this song first came out, and the one lyric is, Jennifer's got her daddy's car, she's playing Uptown on the stereo, I always thought it was referencing Uptown Girl. Yeah. And but it's either Uptown by Roy Orbison or Uptown by The Crystals, according yeah. to Wikipedia. Yeah. I listen to both. I think it's The Crystals. I think it's The Crystals as well. Also, not that interesting a song compared to the other ones, but if, I'm imagining that Uptown fit better than saying, Sign Seal Delivered, I'm, I'm Yours. yours yeah. It didn't fit in as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in my mind, when, when this came out, I was, I was thinking, just like, well, that's neat. You know, Eric Carmen is throwing props to Billy Joel and Uptown Girl in the song. Like, they all came from the same music social club where they hang out and they talk about song ideas and record things, right? Like, that's that's the way music worked. Well, Eric Carmen is so good. I always wonder why he's not on par with Billy Joel. I mean, maybe he wasn't able to put out the consistent quality yeah. that Springsteen, Billy Joel, and you name other people who who did. Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. Or Christopher Cross, I guess. Yeah. Here's something about the song I noticed, that often we get like this guitar-driven rock, 
Mm-hmm. You know, the song was originally about rock and roll. What was yeah. it called? It's called Long Live Rock and Roll. But this is a bass-driven song. Yeah. And that bass is so memorable. Yeah. And the song kind of begins with that, I think, if I recall correctly. The piano's there, but the bass is driving it. Yeah. Okay. So we got piano and bass. And then, I mean, we're getting, as our friend Rich Terfry would say, granular here. <laughs> because just at like the eight second mark, there is a, uh, I like to think, an air supply callback. Did you hear it? Let me just play it for Let's you again. It. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Is that air supply or the 10 cc? That has a 10 cc, but I'm also yeah. thinking of an air supply song that's going to come to me. I realize the best part of life. Wait a second, I'm going to play it for you now, Frank. Okay. <laughs> we got time. Okay, yeah. It might not be a Lost in Love reference or a 10cc. But it sounds similar. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're, they're all going to be playing in that rock and roll band in heaven yeah. one day. Eric Carmen, you're in good company here. Yeah. All right. We got through the first nine seconds. So <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to that first verse. Let's do yeah. it. All right. I run a comb through my hair and step out in the street. And the city's the color of flame in the midsummer's heat. Oh, yeah. Jennifer's got her daddy's car. She's playing uptown on the stereo. We go cruising so close the way they did long ago. I run a comb through my head and step out in the street. And the city's the color of flame in the midsummer So, I have problems yeah. with the first verse. Yeah, okay, me too. I got questions. Yeah. I run a comb through my hair. There is no way that he can run a comb through his hair. If you watch the video, that hair is where combs go to die. That is too thick. You cannot get a comb through that hair. That is a misleading lyric. And this is my only, only criticism of this song. <laughs> That's good. That hair is incredible. It I is. wanted to do a whole category on his hair. <laughs> like, the, like whatever went on for them to create that hair. Yeah. Because in Hungry Eyes, he had a kind of a Lindsey Buckingham, late 70s, early 80s haircut. Yeah. Kind of cut close. But he let it go. Oh, yeah. And he not only got Bon Jovi's. control. You know, <laughs> he not only had Bon Jovi's hairstylist. He had like, it was a combo of a lot of different hairstyles. There's a lot going on with that hair. And I mean, it's it's both genders going into that hairstyle. It is the ultimate rock and roll 80s hairstyle. Oh, it is so good. It's got to be worth about $500, that haircut. Yeah. Maybe in 80s money, he might have paid $500. $500 in 80s money, and that's like, I'm going to say 12 grand in today's money. Okay, question for you. I know would I pay $12,000 for that haircut? Yes. If we had those haircuts, would this make our podcast the big deal that it's going to be? Well, we'd have to start doing a video podcast, like actually putting it out on, on YouTube so people can watch us record and then 
watch where the cuts are when we say things that are inappropriate yeah. or just trip over our words. Yeah. So the six hours of cutting is going to make it <laughs> going to be just going to look like Max Headroom. Yeah. <laughs> with fantastic hair. With fantastic hair. So my question though yes. is that he says they're cruising so close. Are they in two separate cars or is this just, is he just beside his best girl? Okay. Depends on if you're reading the lyrics without watching the video or if you're reading the lyrics with the video in the back of your head. But I, I think that they're cruising so close that they're side by side. Smokey Robinson cruising. Yes. He loves it when they, they're cruising together. Does Smokey Robinson? Yeah. Okay. The original version. Of cruising. Of cruising. Yeah. Yeah, not, he wrote it. Not the... Gwyneth Paltrow, Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis, which wasn't a bad version. It was wonderful. Yeah. But as much as this is... And we referenced that we talked about this earlier. As much as this is a song about Jennifer, it's a song about rock and roll. Yeah, wow. Uh, I've I had more to say, but I feel that comment was so powerful. We should just give it its moment. Yeah, that's one moment in time. Another one. See, we're referencing other songs here. Yeah, we're very meta today. We're basically Eric Carmen, minus the hair. So he says the way they did long ago. So is there a sense that whatever is going on is in the present and Jennifer is driving a car? Wait a second. She's going back to the future. Yeah, because in the beginning, you have Jennifer in her daddy's car, right? And playing old music on the stereo. Yeah. And they're cruising so close the way they did long ago. Yeah. So that means it's happening in present 1986? It's happening in present time, but I think... And, and we talked about this before, but it's looking back wistfully at a bygone era where everything was better. Yeah. You know, you, you talk about like, well, everything was better 30 years ago. It's just right. like, well, was it? Like, things were still pretty terrible. We just have these uh, rose-colored glasses because of nostalgia and you remember things differently than they actually were. Right. So, I mean... I think they might not care as much as I do about this, but is Jennifer in her mid-30s and taking out her retired father's car <laughs> and then listening to old music? And so Eric Carmen is actually the age Eric Carmen is in the video. Yeah. Or in, in when he wrote this. Because I just picture this taking place in the 60s, but with it saying the way they did long ago, it really threw me off because I couldn't tell. Yeah, I think he's just referencing to like a romanticized 50s, 60s sort of era where just like, you know, like they used to do back in the 50s and 60s when they would park with their best girl. That's right. And we're going to get to parking soon yes. enough. Now, the chorus is so good. Yeah. It's one of the greatest choruses of the 80s. Well, and I love how they transition from from the verse to the chorus. It's like, my darling. Then he's like, boom, right into the right into the chorus. Yeah. Turn the radio up for that sweet sound. Hold me close, never let me go. Keep this feeling alive. Make me lose control. And then the baby, baby. Like there's, oh, yeah. oh so good. And you know what's happening? He's losing control. He's Exactly. Yeah, you're like, right. He doesn't know what else to say. He just He's just like baby. When I look in your eyes, I go crazy. Fever's high with the lights down low. Take me over the edge. Make me lose control.
Now take me over the edge. Hopefully they're not talking about driving the car over an edge. Yeah, they're like a bridge or embankment or some sort of cliff. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> well, the fever's high when the lights are down low, so yeah. of course it's dark out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And then, which also brings us into the second verse, we put the top down and park with the moon in the sky. Again, dark. Right, right. And the wind is so hot in our hair like a fire in July. That's definitely the Santa Ana winds he's thinking about while he's writing this. Yeah. Slowly melting <laughs> in Dean Pitchford's living room. Yeah. But... Can the Santa Ana winds penetrate that hair? Impenetrable. Impenetrable. He's got the Alcatraz of haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> if you were a comb, you'd There's be no prisoner. There's no getting out. <laughs> yeah. Another interesting line is like, okay, because in my head, I'm like, wait, are they teenagers or are they older? Was love always this good or could this be just the start? I like to think that these people are in their mid-30s and revisiting these times. I get that feeling as well, yes. They're maybe disappointed in Reagan's second term. <laughs> <laughs> going for a drive. We're going geopolitical here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I like that line, was love always this good or could this just be the start? Which, is love always this good? Or is this just the start and it's going to get even better? Like, there's an anticipation of, of things to come. Yeah, it's so hopeful. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And if you think of, like, Hungry Eyes from the year earlier, has this sort of darkness, almost like those uh, 80s uh, romantic thrillers, which were just always kind of like love. Blue movies. Oh, the, yeah, there's, yeah. Love is always, love and sex is always tainted with, murder and intrigue they couldn't yeah. just be anything but this one has a sort of joy to it yeah that's lacking in hungry eyes yes but this is because i've watched both of those videos and they're ingrained in my memory now yeah and then of course it goes back to that incredible chorus it's the same chorus isn't it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. same chorus. yeah it's so good it, it yeah you don't need to change the chorus because it's almost perfect Is it just two verses and then we have... Um... Well, there's a third, third-ish verse where they change things up a bit. Okay. Yes, yes, there he goes. It, it starts by quoting another song. Yeah. Right? Which is a, a kind of rare in some ways in songs, but I mean, quotes, like you already mentioned, four songs for sure. Yeah. So, Be My Baby comes on and we're moving in time. And the heat from your touch makes me feel like I'm losing my mind. Oh, yeah. And then this is where... And then we played... Back in my arms again. We closed our eyes. We start remembering when... We start to kiss. And all the feelings return. 
And we pray that this night never ends. Oh, whoa. Whoa. I am so sorry. (laughs) There might be clipping. (laughs) Yeah. You can't help but to sing that, though. Well, this is where it's like, one is as bridgy, as we like to say. Well, we think it's a bridge. It could be some sort of aqueduct. I mean, this is the great thing in this song is there's lots of different detours along the way. Mm -hmm. And so this is the first one. Good thing Jennifer's driving the car and she knows where she's going. Totally. And the heat from your touch makes me feel like I'm losing my mind. Be My Baby's playing, and then Back in My Arms is playing. Yeah. And it's just like everything's happening. But the big question is, what are they listening to? And it must be an oldie station. Yes. That would make sense. I would think so, yeah. And also, just to go back to my theme of uh, people in their mid-30s getting together, we start remembering when. So there's something from the past, and then we start to kiss, and all the feelings return. So these are... Are they returning lovers? Yes. I know this is an upcoming category, but we can't wait. This is the Hallmark movie. Yeah. Yes. They were something. They separated. They're back together. And they're just reliving. Yeah. Well, perfect. And why haven't they made this movie yet? I'm sure. That, I think they have about 47 times, but uh, but not this, this movie. John Stamos could do a killer version of this. Oh, I know. In the I, Hallmark movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, we go back to those choruses, which are, I can't speak enough about how incredible this chorus is. Yeah. I know as a kid, I loved hearing this. Oh, and especially the acapella part. At, yeah. I think it's the, the third time they go through. Yeah. So, right just before, so you get the three-minute mark is where this part came up, we just talked about. Yeah. And the four-minute-ish, so 3.57, is where they jump into the acapella. Yeah. It's just pure goosebump material. It is. And it is also the moment of, of it being a total 80s song. Yeah. So it sounds 80s, even though they're doing something that's... A nostalgia, not- like 50s, 60s nostalgia yeah. song. Yeah. And this is where it kind of gets muddled, because I don't feel like they did this sort of thing in the 60s, but it feels like a 50s move. Yeah. But it's not doo-wop. No, 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 no. But what I like too is this acapella seemingly, seemingly comes out of nowhere. But all these backup singers are all there in the choruses with the instruments and everything. And you can hear those harmonies still there. Yeah. But now it's just, it's punching through. And originally, Eric Carmen is expected to be the person to do all the vocals because oh, I guess okay. he's used to it. Yeah. But, but Jimmy, I think it's Ianer. Yeah. I E N N E R. He didn't want Eric Carmen to sing all those harmonies. Oh, okay. And so he got these session singers. And I think they were Kip Lennon, John Joyce, and Mark Hudson. 
But Eric Carmen says he's not totally sure. These are <laughs> session singers that came in. And so when they're trying to do this, there's actually disagreement between the producer and Eric Carmen mm-hmm. because he wanted it to be more, I don't know if he wanted to be more 50s or something. And Eric Carmen wanted to be more Beach Boys. Oh, okay. But there's definitely some Beach Boys in there. Yeah. But you can feel them trying to move away from it. But Eric Carmen wants to go Beach Boys, which makes more sense for 1960s. Yeah, yeah. And singing about cars and whatnot. The Beach Boys love singing about cars. Yeah. I mean, interestingly, this ends up sounding like more like Kokomo Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah, which came out in around the same time, too. Totally. Didn't it? Yeah. So it's it's all in the spirit of the times. Yeah. But yeah. this is the part. Like when you're a kid, hearing mm-hmm. this part is like, oh yeah. my goodness. And there's still 40 seconds left afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Because after the acapella part, then you have that, I don't even know what it is, but they show a close up in the video. If the guy on the guitar on the fretboard, then the drum fell. Yeah. And they just, if you can say they rock out, they rock right back out. And it's like full 80s rock out. Because it's not yeah. 70s rock out, because it's really controlled rock out, where it's like gated and... Yeah, it's controlled and produced. Yeah, totally. If this is such a produced song. It's Reganomics, really. Yeah. <laughs> and... It fits right into our wheelhouse because we like the sort of production that usually gets, like, despised. Again. I want to lose control, but in a controlled fashion. That's right. I want to lose my control, but I want the control booth just outside thing. I want the plexiglass all around me so I can be contained. Yeah, exactly. That uh, music video. Yeah. So one is the most incredible haircut ever is there. <laughs> but before we get to that, it's one of the most incredible like babes from the beach. Oh, yeah. The like, open it. It's like 1980s pinup girl. Yeah. But it's your stereotypical 80s video. Just like, all right, we need an attractive blonde to be driving oh this my car. Goodness. Well, it's an attractive blonde at the beach. So at yeah. the very beginning, she... And I guess she's the one... She is the one in the in car. In the car, yeah. Yeah. So she comes out. She's wearing her bikini. This is Jennifer, yeah. Yeah. What? But, okay, let, let's take it even a step yeah, yeah. back, though. Okay. They start by the ending of Hungry Eyes with the, with the DJ talking over the uh, at the end of it. And if you watch the video... They don't know how to shake hands. Like Eric Carmen and the DJ, it looks like they're they're, they're almost PGA high-fiving. And that DJ is actually Kid Leo, okay. who's from Cleveland. Okay. And that's the whole point is like, that's actually Carmen's home base, right? Oh, Car- okay. Eric okay, Carmen's okay. Stri- right out of Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. I always thought he was the English. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just figure when people have sweet voices, they must be from England. <laughs> but he's right out of Cleveland, and the raspberries out of Cleveland, and his he still was living in Cleveland. Okay. Last I sort of checked. So the woman on the beach, I gotta get back to this woman on the beach. I guess maybe for me as a as a young boy watching this video is very significant for me. But that's Annette Sinclair. Okay. Who is just recently divorced from oh, Bob, Bob Seeger. Bob Seeger, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, Bob Seeger at the time is like, oh man. 
I just want to go on a downtown train. And he, he <laughs> and doesn't he even, can't even do that. He can't even do that. <laughs> if you want to hear about that, you can listen to our downtown train episode with our friend Rich Turfry. And so we have uh, back to the the DJ. And you have Eric Carmen leaving. So when you got the beach scene, this clearly in the 80s. Yeah. You have Eric Carmen clearly still in the 80s with this DJ. He leaves and somehow walks into this like Vaseline spread on the lens world of the 50s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now he's Richard Dreyfus from American Graffiti. Yeah, that's right. Sitting yeah, at yeah. the, and I, so I had to watch, rewatch parts of American Graffiti to see this where the, I think it's Suzanne Summers. Yes. Who says, Something to him. Yeah. And Richard... It's like, I love you. Yeah. A mouth is, I love you. And so they're recreating yeah. American Graffiti, right? They are, yeah. Because he sees Annette Sinclair who drives by and says, I love you. And then the look on Eric Carmen's face is... He's so yeah, kind of confused. Yeah. <laughs> Just, she what's me? <laughs> and then he goes to a uh, milkshake shop. Yeah. With burgers and stuff. And they're delivering it outside. And I don't know if they're... They're on roller skates for sure. I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And he sees the girl again, but then she ends up going to a 7-Eleven and dressed like she's from the 80s. Did you watch the whole video? Like I missed that part, or I didn't miss it. I just didn't remember it like that. It's so strange to me. I can't figure out what's going on. But at the same time, you have the shots of the band playing. Yeah. Which is great because when they really break into the chorus, yeah, they do the slow-mo. You see the movement of his perfect hair. <laughs> In slow-mo. Also, I don't know if you noticed in your video, I had to keep turning up the um, the brightness on my uh, devices to watch the video because it was so dark oh, okay. for the scenes where he was singing. I mean, on YouTube, maybe they should uh, tell you to turn the brightness up to s- see those sweet videos. Am I right? Because of the lyric? Because the lyrics turn the radio up to hear those sweet sounds. But this is... Turn turn the brightness up to see the oh, sweet I, videos. I thought you were just doing a kip imitation from Napoleon Dynamite. And like, I didn't catch this, but that's pretty funny. This is pretty deep cut. I appreciate you lying to me and saying that was funny. And there's no uh, closure in the in the video. No. I mean, you, you get to see his love interest. I think I think she's kind of like, I don't know if she's dancing, but she's walking at one point. I, I get sometimes a Twin Peaks vibe from it too. Like there's, yeah. even though that came later. I think the closure you get from the video is you see the guys in the studio playing. Yeah, and they that, do that acapella part. Yeah, oh, so good. But then also, again, with the video at the end of the acapella part, when he just like, on the guitar, <laughs> yeah. the, the drummer hits his fill and they go back into into the chorus. I was trying to tell how tall Eric Carmen was. Can you, can you get me some uh, measurements here, Frank? I'm checking out his Wikipedia page. How tall is the average 73-year-old? I was wondering if he was short. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't an attack on short people at all. But I was thinking of all the other great singers who were shorter. And I wonder if that means their diaphragm's like closer to their mouth. And that's why he's such a great singer. Maybe? There's a study somewhere that, that has to figure this out, I'm sure. It's possible that might be one of the more inappropriate things I've said. Yeah, which, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's pales in comparison to the stuff that I've left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> 
But we should also talk about the song. It was never for a proper album. It was just for his greatest hits or compilation albums. And it wasn't even that until years later. He just put it out as a single. He mm-hmm. didn't have an album. Yeah. I don't really know if he really had a record deal. Yeah, we're, yeah, you said, yeah. But, well, he must have because they put their weight behind this, a record company, but he just did this as a song. So this is one of those rare things where it's just a song he did to completely disconnect it from an album proper. Yeah. Well, it's similar to uh, Air Supply with the Making Love Out of Nothing at All. That was never on one of their proper yeah, albums. Just for the just, greatest just hits. for the greatest hits, yeah. And then this isn't even for greatest hits. It's just out there as yeah. a single. Yeah. But it is one of his greater hits, that's for sure. Oh, no question. Categories. We've already talked about Hallmark movies. Yeah. I have written down here. What's well, not a category. It would be... What type of choir should cover this? Oh, because I was going to ask what other artist other than Michael Bolton could sing this song. So that's well put. So we don't even ask about Michael Bolton. We ask about other artists. (laughs) Because we know he could and should sing this song. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. I was thinking, and this is only inspired by the acapella part in in the chorus. I would love to hear Boys to Men cover this song. Yeah, that's a pretty good call. But like... Motown Philly Boys to Men. Right. Not on bended knee Boys to Men. So you want it to be like New Jack Swing. New, New Jack Swing, yeah. Wow, okay. There is some great choir versions of this oh, is it? online oh, cool. where it's like like not there's barbershop quartets. Oh, okay. Yep. Which is most obvious, but there's also like one was by a I think a girls choir in a university. Oh, okay. And it was super fun. Kind of like a pitch perfect kind of a thing. Yeah. So I feel it matches I don't want to say the word glee. Yeah. It has that nostalgia feel to it. I wouldn't mind having David from Beverly Hills down to one oh take a cut at it this well he was on tour with babyface yeah yeah and then made those big mistakes oh david unbelievable unbelievable you didn't love faithfully did you david Do you have a mixtape? I do. Let's hear it. I went with songs from the 80s calling back to an earlier time. Okay. All right. First one, most obvious of all, Billy Joel, The Longest Time. Oh, okay. Nice. Kokomo by the Beach Boys. (laughs) And then I threw in, just now I decided I would throw in Roll With It by Steve Winwood. Oh, nice. Yes. Next up is Stuck With You by Huey Lewis and the News. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Oh, it's such a good song. And then I'm throwing in Cruisin' by Huey Lewis and Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, okay. Just to kind of complete all the things I've brought up already in the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are songs that sound like they're of their time, but also harkening back to an earlier time. Yeah, nice, nice. Good take. I went with songs that reference other artists and or other songs. Okay. So most obvious one is going to be... Again, Billy Joel, We Didn't Start the Fire. It referenced every possible artist. I know, right? (laughs) Rock and Roll Heaven by the Righteous Brothers. Mm -hmm. Night Shift, The Commodores. Mm. Having a Party by Sam Cooke. Oh, that's a great song. It's a great song. I'm putting this on just because it'll help accentuate the last song. Hey Soul Sister by Train. 
Oh, no. It's a terrible song. Oh, wow. Okay. You go to the depths, only to get brought up to the highest of heights, Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. Okay, there we go. Yeah. All right. Nice. And it feels we've been talking Springsteen kind of, too. Yeah. Oh, and you referenced uh, Rock and Roll Heaven earlier in the episode, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's all been coming together to this moment. It's all, you know, it's like the video. It's... We keep seeing that T-bird. We keep seeing Jennifer throughout this episode. I know what my answer is. Yep. Karaoke. Oh, he's such he's has such a good voice. Yeah. That I don't think I'd touch it. I'd give it a go. Would you give it a go at the beginning of the night or at the end of the night? Uh, it doesn't matter. It's going to be butchered. Either way. It's whether I realize that I'm butchering it. Right, right. I feel if it's at the end of the night, I'm not realizing how badly I'm singing it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it is it is such a good song, and, and it really deserves to be sung well, but it's also just such a fun song to yeah. sing along to. I feel because of my inability to find time to go to the hairdresser, that it, <laughs> if I were to find $400, of which I do not have, I could get that haircut yeah. and at least get up on stage. At least look the part. And not a single person in the bar would know what I was referring to. <laughs> and this is the sad part. But there are people, when they hear this song, are like, oh, baby. Do you know what the great thing is, though? Yeah. If you went to your hairdresser, Sandy, mm-hmm. and said, Sandy, I want to look like Eric Carmen from Make Me Lose Control. She'd know like that. Yeah. I have a feeling that she'd be able to pick that up in in a heartbeat. I'm going to bring that picture to her on Wednesday (laughs) when I finally get my first haircut in five weeks. Oh, geez. She's going to, uh, she's going to love it, but they're just going to want to make me look like Michael Anthony from Van Halen. I know how they roll. (laughs) Not a bad look. Not a bad look. Not a bad bad look. look. One of the great high voices in rock and roll. Oh, absolutely. So what was number one the week that, uh, that this peaked at number three? Or what was the top 10? Can you, can we get that? It's peaking on August 13th, 1988. So it's three days after my 11th birthday. Okay, I've got, I've done my research. I went to the Billboard book of number ones. Okay. Because Billboard would not help me out. On the interwebs? On the interwebs. Oh my gosh, it just did. I just hit the right <laughs> button. All right. But I found it on the Billboard book of number ones. Okay. Roll With It by Steve Winwood was number one for four weeks. And that was on your mixtape. It was on my mixtape all through August oh, of wow. that year. Number two, Hands to Heaven by Breathe. Oh. Oh. There isn't a greater song to figure skate to. Some of my better skating routines were to uh, to breathe. Oh, man. Brian Boitano, Katarina Vitt, Hands to Heaven. Yeah. Unparalleled. <laughs> This is the 12th time you've yeah, referenced Brian Boitano and Katarina Vitt. All right, Make Me Lose Control, number three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number four, Terrence Trent Darby, Sign Your Name. Oh, nice. One, two, three, Gloria Stefan and the Miami Sandwich. Oh, name. one, two, three. Yeah, four, yeah. Come on. Baby. Yeah. Five, six, seven times. I don't want to go on without you, love Elton John. I don't know if I know that song. I don't know if I do. Either. Oh, uh, no, that's not that. It's, I don't want to go on with you like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's a great song. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Number six. Number seven. I don't want to live without your love. Chicago. Okay. Number eight. Get that monkey off your back. George Michael. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number nine. Hold on to the night. Richard Marks. Ooh. 
Number 10, just got paid Johnny Kemp. <laughs> so there's Beautiful. your top 10. That's a great top 10. It is. And Make Me Lose Control, in a sense, I was going to say is totally out of it. Roll With It is a callback too. And so yeah. it is in a year where... I mean, Don't Worry, Be Happy is going to send to the top in a couple months where weird things are happening in that year. Yeah. Sweet Child of Mine is going to hit number one in a month or two as well. That's right, too, yeah. And UB40, we got a lot of things going on. Yeah. 88 was a complicated time. Well... We hope you enjoyed our walk back through a song that walks back on a simpler time. But we know no times are simple. And that's why we're here for you, to bring you back the music that made you feel so good long ago. So, whether you have a radio or a smart speaker, when you plug in our podcast, turn that radio up for our sweet sound. Hold us close. Never let us go. We'll take you over the edge, and we'll make you lose control. This has been Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures.